Brian McClanahan Show, episode 432. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. You can find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. Why are you there? Give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title read by yours. Truly, support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com, mcclanahanacademy.com. It's always free to enroll. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll... And you get the best deals on new and forthcoming courses. I've got a class out right now. Originalist Papers. If you're on my email list, you're getting the coupons. I want you to have the coupons. Use the coupons, right? Get the deals on the classes. Now, that said, I mentioned this in the last episode. If you haven't been getting the emails, then check your spam. Whitelist my email address. Don't worry. Look, I don't send you any malicious content. I don't do that to you. Please get those emails. It's how I keep this podcast free of charge. That helps this. So if you purchase a class, I've got 12 or 13. If you purchase any of my classes, it helps keep this podcast free of charge and you get great content on the back end. So consider a class at McClanahan Academy. Also click on that support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can throw a few pennies my way. You can buy a book plate if you want my autograph on one of my books. You can purchase one of my books. My latest is Southern Scribblings. That's a great book. I've got another one coming out probably within a month. Right, so be looking for that too. A new book, you're going to want that one. Uh, if you uh, want to buy my logo and all kinds of cool stuff, stuff, excuse me, click on that shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can get my logo and shirts, stickers, wall clocks, even. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there with it. So get that. Also, go to learn true, T R U E, learn true My affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom, another great way to help the show, and, of course, get great content. So all kinds of ways to get great content. But, of course, share the podcast around on social media. Rate it wherever you get your podcast. You can get this podcast wherever you get podcasts. It's everywhere, right? So make sure you let people know you're listening to the show. All right, this is a listener-generated episode. Again, I'm doing a number of these this week. In fact, three this week, three listener-generated episodes, which is pretty cool. This one has to do with this new Florida anti-riot law. And... I'm going to go at this in a little different way uh, because there's a part of it that I think is just so good. There's actually a couple of parts. And I'm going to talk about a lawsuit that's being filed against the law. Now, this is is a comprehensive review of some of these laws that the states, Georgia's passed the voter ID law, and now Florida with this anti-rioting law. And you've got lawsuits. The left is going to file lawsuits because the left likes to litigate. This is what they do. You see... The left decided in the the middle of the 20th century that how they were going to attack anything, particularly in the South, right? I mean, the South is the evil of all things American. I mean, this is how it's viewed. Joe Biden, who's being very irresponsible, calling the Georgia voter ID law uh, Jim Crow. I mean, it's just stupid. That's irresponsibility at the highest level because there's nothing like that. There's nothing in it like that at all. So what's been decided is the left is going to use the courts to their advantage. They're going to try to litigate everything and get federal judges to knock down 
laws passed by legislatures and the traditional process. So we're going to have judges rule from the bench. Because this is what the left needs to do. This is why they want to pack the court. This is essentially what's happened in Georgia with Stacey Abrams' sister, who has been involved in the threat of mere litigation, has caused Republicans in Georgia to cower and, and uh, tuck tail and run most of the time. But I am glad to see they're actually standing their ground on this new Georgia voter ID law because, there, look, there's a little video out there. You know, and even, even, look, the Democrats realize their lawsuit is not going to work, which is why they want H.R. 1 to go through because then the, uh, the Congress and, and would, would essentially say that voter ID laws are illegal, right? They know that voter ID laws are not really illegal. They know they really don't have a leg to stand on in this regard. And the other thing about the Georgia law, and there's a little video out there. There's a guy that does uh, these entertaining videos on YouTube. I can't remember his name now, but um, he, he talked about the law and saying, look, is this really voter suppression? Because that's the point of the whole Georgia voter voter suppression. All you have to do is write the last four of your Social Security number on the envelope on the outside, and you don't have to show ID at all. You just write the last four of your Social Security number. If you want to mail, you know, ballot, mail and ballot, which is what the whole problem is, right? That's the real issue. They're upset about mailing, mail-in voting because they know mail-in voting is the great way to cheat. Even Jimmy Carter said this. Democrats used to say this. We want people to be able to show who they are to vote, but they don't want to anymore because they know that's how they win elections. They know Joe Biden's only in office because of cheating, essentially. And I mean, it's cheating you're never going to find. You're never going to be able to prove anything. Now, we know the Arizona, the Mariposa, uh, the uh, the results of Mariposa County are now being audited by the Senate. And somebody asked me, you know, what happens if that comes out and Joe Biden actually lost Arizona? And then maybe uh, he lost Pennsylvania. And, you know, so maybe he loses some of these states that he actually won and Donald Trump should have won those states, and then Donald Trump should have been president. Well, that's what it could have, should have. The Electoral College already voted. There's no way that they would overturn the election based on that. But you could, the Republicans could run with this and say, look, we had a fraudulent election in 2020. Joe Biden is an illegitimate, illegal president. And if the Republicans take back, take back the House in 2022, they could impeach him as being illegal and illegitimate because he didn't really win the election. They can impeach Joe Biden, and they could also then, when Kamala Harris becomes president, impeach Kamala Harris. And if they control the Senate at that point, or they control the House, actually, then at the House, the Speaker of the House becomes um, President of the United States. Now, the Democrats would never go along with it in the Senate. You never get a conviction. But they could impeach him over this, and they could make a big stink out of it, and it could be enough that people could actually say, well, we really need some election security. That's a whole other issue, but the whole point of it is the lawsuits are frivolous in this case, and the lawsuit against the Florida Rioting Act, in my opinion, is also frivolous. It's frivolous. It's frivolous because when you look at the language of the law, it doesn't even suit what they're saying. There's no First Amendment rights being abridged here by this Florida law. First of all, the whole idea that somehow the First Amendment is incorporated and that the states have to abide by the First Amendment is ridiculous, an original understanding of it. It didn't apply to the states. It applied only to the general government. And we're not talking about the general government here. And 
this law still allows the localities to have people to have protests and to do things as long as they have a permit to do so. You got to get a permit to block a highway. Gee, that's a pretty novel thing. You got you to gotta have a permit if you want to legally block a highway. Now, why would you want people blocking a highway? Why, why would you not want people to not block a highway, right? I mean, that's dangerous. First of all, it's dangerous for the people involved. It's dangerous for the motorists. Imagine you're driving down the road and somebody just walks out in front of you and you hit them. And now, I mean, you're responsible for that, right? You're, so this is a, a, a public safety issue, number one. And the states are responsible for that. And there's nobody that could follow from originalist argument. Now, I mean, you could get into ideology here and say, well, libertarian, whatever this is, we don't want these things. We don't want any kind of government involvement here. But really, this is a public safety issue more than anything else. And it also disrupts commerce. It disrupts transportation. It disrupts property. All these things are affected by a bunch of nincompoops sitting out there with banners in the middle of highways and pulling people out of cars because they refuse to stop. The violence then. We've seen it all. There's plenty of video evidence of this stuff. People blocking interstates. Somebody tries to drive through, and they swarm the vehicle like a bunch of ants, and they pull the people out and beat them up. I mean, that's dangerous. It's dangerous for the, for the people on the road, number one. It's also dangerous for the people in the vehicles, and it's disrupting commerce and causing all kinds of problems. So what Florida did, now, I mean, they just said, okay, we're, we're going to block some of this stuff. So let me read this little, this is uh, from justthenews.com, which is a great website. If you don't go to justthenews.com, you're missing out. A lot of people, you know, went to Drudge Report for a long time, and I still check out Drudge. But justthenews.com is better because it's um, it's more newsworthy material. And, you know, Drudge has gotten to a point where uh, some of the stuff he links to is just ridiculous. But um, justthenews.com is very good. So this this is a two-minute read, and then I'll, I'll actually look at the Florida law. I want to talk about a couple of sections of the Florida law, which I think are fantastic. And, of course, blow this out of the water, this whole idea of a lawsuit here. It's just ridiculous. A lawsuit directed at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis claims that the state's recently passed anti-rioting bill enacts unconstitutional restrictions on First Amendment speech in that state. A lawsuit brought by a coalition billing itself as the Lawyers Matter Task Force. Lawyers matter. <laughs> Lawyers matter. Now, can you imagine most Americans ag- agreeing with that? Lawyers matter. I mean, the poor downtrodden lawyers of America are just having all of their rights and liberties abridged by just a bunch of mean people. I mean, lawyers are just abused people in, in, the, in the American public. What would we do? I mean, lawyers have rights. Lawyers matter task force. Now, it doesn't say lawyers' lives matter. I mean, okay. But lawyers matter. Lawyers matter because we get to file frivolous lawsuits and litigate and cause all kinds of problems. Because lawyers matter. Claims that Florida's combating public disorder law runs afoul of speech protected by the U.S. Constitution. It runs afoul of the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Now, again, the First Amendment is only originally only applied to federal law, and there's no federal law in question here. So this is on its on its face. This should be thrown out of court. 
But of course, we've got incorporation now, thanks to the Supreme Court, which is a, a completely imaginary idea. Com I mean, look, disabused uh, of that notion you can do this, they, all you can do is look at John Marshall and Barron v. Baltimore. We know that the, that the Bill of Rights did not apply to the states. John Marshall knew. It's one of the only good rulings he ever had as chief justice. He knew this. They should be disabused of this notion that the, that the First Amendment applies to the states from that point. But yeah, but what about the 14th Amendment that incorporate after we don't no incorporate? No, it didn't. We know it didn't because the author of the amendment. Now, there is, you get the, now this is, this is interesting. This is a whole other historical part of this because Eric Foner in the second founding has basically argued that yes, it did. It was the whole point was to create a bill of rights applied to everybody. That was the whole point of the whole point of the 14th Amendment was to do that because you had Bingham who, who said these things. But we know, we know that the Privileges and Immunities Clause in the 14th Amendment was not designed to do those things. If it, if it was, you would have seen segregation be illegal everywhere. You, you, you would have seen some things happen right after the 14th Amendment. It didn't happen. They didn't happen. We know that the Bill of Rights was not incorporated against the states because of the 14th Amendment, because we know how it operated after it was ratified. And we know that in the legislative process to get it through, a few people talked about this, but most people didn't. And uh, Raoul Berger did a nice job of that in Government by Judiciary, if you want to read that particular book. But, I mean, look, this is, this is the problem with all of this. We've got all these different lawyers running around litigating. The bill stipulates in part that protesters may not willfully obstruct the free, convenient, and normal use of a public street, highway, or road by impeding traffic. It also imposes additional penalties for breaking the law in furtherance of a riot. So you can't block a highway. Willfully block a highway. Unless you have a permit, because that's what's in the bill. I'll, I'll read it, right? So you can if you have a permit. But you can if you don't have a permit. The group says the bill unconstitutionally threatens to impose liability on individuals expressing their rights of free speech. Regardless of their intent to incite violence, the likelihood that their speech will result in violence or the imminence of the intended violence. So if they're just out there with a sign standing in the middle of the road, they're not inciting violence, well, then they should be allowed to do that. Regardless of the fact that that could shut down property, commerce, cause danger, everything else, you should just be able to stand out in the middle of the road. No problem. Now, it used to be that this was considered stupid because you're going to get hit. If you have enough people, the police would say, look, you're blocking the road. You can't do that. There's no reason to block the road. There's no public safety problem here. There's no fire. There's nothing going on. You can't do that. This was just logical for a long period of time. Not anymore. It's not logical anymore because you have a bunch of lefties running around trying to shut down highways because they know they're not going to get arrested for it. Now in Florida, they would. They'd all be arrested for it. The police could just come in and clean them out and then get back to normal and get the lefties off the street. Great. The group says the bill unconstitutionally threatens to impose... I'm sorry, I just said that. The bill itself is unconstitutionally vague, such that it does not provide individuals proper notice of what forms of free speech will expose them to civil and criminal liability and vice arbitrary enforcement. Well, no, it doesn't. It says you can get a permit from the, from the city if you want to. 
That's what it says. A lot of the bills struck out when it talked about all kinds of things. They struck out all kinds of stuff in this bill. So you can get a permit, and you can go out, and you can protest in the middle of the street. All you got to do is have a permit. So you want to have your, uh, you want to take your wheelbarrows full of, of manure and plop them in the middle of the street and stand there. You can do that with a permit. You can do it as long as the city allows you to do it. You want to you want to do anything. You want to have whatever your protest is. Uh, you can go out and stand in the middle of the road with your signs, and uh, you know it. Look, people would know because they'd block stuff off, and then you'd have to drive around. We know this, but you can't shut down an interstate. Now, this is the interstates are controlled by the states, even though they're called interstates. They're still controlled by the states. So, the federal government's not really involved in that either, even though the federal highways, you know, you get. There's money supposedly involved in that, but the states are supposed to collect all that. DeSantis' office in response said it would firmly defend the legal merits of the bill, which protects businesses, supports law enforcement, and ensures punishment for those who cause violence in our communities. 100%. This is a good bill. So let me go into it a little bit here. Let me look at the bill. A couple of things I want to point out. Um... Again, number one, where it says that they're going to have a problem. It talks about force. It is unlawful for a person assembled with two or more other persons and acting with a common interest to use force or threaten to use eminent force to compel or induce or attempt to compel or induce another person to do or refrain from doing any act or to assume, abandon, or maintain a particular viewpoint against his or her will. Now, this is a great thing. Mob intimidation is what this is. So you can't... Two or more people acting with common interest to use force or threaten to use imminent force to compel or induce or attempt to compel or induce another person to do or refrain from doing any act or to assume, abandon, or maintain a particular viewpoint against his or her will. So this is the stuff that where these uh, thugs, vigilantes are walking around in cities and they're going up to people sitting in cafes and they're surrounding them and saying, you know, uh, say this, say this, or we're going to beat you up and do these kind of things. This, this is directed against all of that. We've seen all the videos for this stuff. So it's making that illegal. Well, that should be illegal. There shouldn't be anything that's legal about that. They're disrupting businesses. They're shutting down businesses. They're causing harm and intimidation. Violence. Imagine you're sitting out there with your family on a cafe We've got COVID now, so you got to sit outside, right, in so many places. You're sitting out there, and then a bunch of nincompoops come up, and they've got megaphones, and they're shouting in your face, and you've got kids. What are you going to do? Well, most people just, uh, we're going to sit here and take it because we're waiting on our food. But, I mean, what are you going to do? This is the real problem. And I think one that this bill nicely addresses. And this is a misdemeanor of the first degree. It's a misdemeanor. A person arrested for violation of this section shall be held in custody until brought before the court for admittance to bail in accordance with Chapter 903. So you get a misdemeanor. Uh, which is good, right? I mean, it should be. A person who commits a battery in furtherance of a riot or an aggravated riot prohibited under section commits a felony of the third degree. So if you're rioting, you're committing a felony now in the state of Florida. Great. You don't need riots. Of any riots, right, left, doesn't matter. We don't need riots. 
Now, I know, you know, well, what about the founding generation? They rioted. Well, I mean, look, riots have always been part of American history, but were they good? Were the riots actually beneficial back in the in the 18th century? Did they cause all kinds of more problems, right? A municipality has a duty to allow the municipal law enforcement agency to respond appropriately to protect persons and property during a riot for an unlaw- or an unlawful assembly based on the availability, availability of adequate equipment to its municipal law enforcement officers and relevant state and federal laws. If the governing body of a municipality or a person authorized by the government body, governing body of the municipality breaches that duty, the municipality is civilly liable for any damages, including damages arising from personal injury, wrongful death, or property damages. So what they're saying here is that, look, this is, this is going after the Oregon situation. If the city, let's say we've got uh, you know, Miami, and there's a riot in Miami, and the, and the mayor of Miami says, you know what, we're not going to worry about that. So the state of Florida is saying if you do that, and people are killed and property is damaged, you're liable. You're liable for that. They can sue you, in other words. You are liable. So the government has a responsibility, a duty, to let the police clean out the rioters. They can't block it. Now, that's fine. This is the state which controls the cities saying this is the case. Again, there's no legal problem with this whatsoever. We could talk about ideological. Okay. Now, when you go all the way up to, um, let's see, it's, it's Section 2, Obstruction of Public Streets, Highways, and Roads. A person may not willfully obstruct the free, convenient, and normal use of a public street, highway, or road by, number one, imp- uh, impeding, hindering, stifling, retarding, or restraining traffic or passage thereon, standing on or remaining in the street, highway, or road, or endangering the safe movement of vehicles or pedestrians traveling thereon. A person who violates paragraph A shall be cited for a pedestrian violation, punishable as provided in Chapter 318. C. This substitution does not prohibit a local governmental entity from issuing a special event permit as authorized by law. So you can do this as long as you have a permit. So if you want to have your pre- your protests in the middle of the street, go to the local government and say, look, I want to have a protest. Now, many of these are controlled by lefties anyway, so they'll give you the permit. Just go get the permit and go do it. But you can't just do it on you know, off the cuff and go think that you're going to cause problems. And uh, I mean, this is logical. I mean, logical stuff. We're not dealing in a situation where these people that are opposing these things have really any solid ground to stand on. They're just doing it because, again, if anyone logically read this bill, they would say, this makes sense. Any logical, normal American, yeah, all this stuff makes sense. The lefties don't want to do it, though. The lefties are the problem. Right? And the part that I find great, it's down further in the bill, and again, you you can look at all of these things as an outgrowth of the quote-unquote summer of love of 2020. And I like this one. Any person who, without the consent of the owner thereof, willfully and maliciously defaces, injures, or otherwise damages by any means a memorial or historic property as defined in Section 806.135, and the value of the damage to the memorial historic property is greater than $200, commits a felony of the third degree. Punishable is provided in Section such and such. 
A court shall order any person convicted of violating this subsection to pay restitution, which shall include the full cost of repair or replacement of such memorial or historical property. Amen. You want to stop people from damaging monuments? You do something like this. Monument protection laws are worthless in some ways. In Alabama, there's a monument protection law, $25,000 if you take down a monument. So thankfully, there are people in Alabama looking to increase that to uh, at least $250,000, if not more, so that they don't actually tear these things down. That's a, I mean, you got to make it hard on them. And you have to make the people criminally liable for damaging these things. So somebody shows up, and they start damaging it, you just have the police come in, arrest every single one of them, you put them all in jail, and you charge them. And you make them all pay restitution. There you go. You're going to stop it right there. I love this part of the bill. This is fantastic. And then you've got more of it. So here we have the list of these things. Destroying or demolishing a memorial historic property. As used in this section, the term historic property means any building, structure, site, or object that has been officially designated as historic building, historic structure, historic site, or historic object through a federal, state, or local designation program. Memorial means a plaque, statue, marker, flag, banner, cenotaph, religious symbol, painting, seal, tombstone, structure, name, or display that is constructed and located with the intent of being permanently displayed or perpetually maintained is dedicated to a historical person, an entity, an event, or series of events, and honors or recounts the military service of any past or present United States Armed Forces military personnel, or the past or present public service of a resident of the geographic area compromised in the state or the United States. The term includes, but is not limited to, the following memorials established under Chapter 265. Florida Women's Hall of Fame, Florida Medal of Honor Wall, Florida Veterans Hall of Fame, POW MIR Chair of Honor Memorial, Florida Veterans Walk of Honor and Florida Veterans Memorial Garden, Florida Law Enforcement Officers Hall of Fame, Florida Holocaust Memorial, Florida Slaver Memorial, or any other memorial located within the Capitol Complex, including Lot Limited to Waller Park. It is unlawful for any person to willfully and maliciously destroy or demolish any memorial historic property or willfully and maliciously pull down a memorial or historic property unless authorized by the owner of the memorial or historic property. A person who violates this section commits a felony of the second degree, punishable as provided in the section. Below, a court shall order any person convicted of violating this section to pay restitution. So, I mean, again, this is a this is a monument protection law as well. It actually outlines burglary. If a burglary is committed during a riot or an aggravated riot, well, then there are conditions for that, and it sets up conditions for riot. But all this said, I really like this bill. I think uh, this bill uh, is. Fantastic and going after the real problems that we saw during 2020, which was the unprosecuted uh, violation of property rights with memorials, standing in highways, causing riots, causing disorder, all of this, the people running around trying to get in people's faces and cause problems. This is all addressing that particular issue. Now, the lefties don't like it. The lefties don't like it because uh, they think that this is, or they're going to call it racist or whatever. But, I mean, look, this is, this is no, there's no race involved. This is just anybody that's doing these things. It also brings up cyber intimidation. 
Electronically published means to disseminate posts or otherwise disclose information within, with, on the, to an internet source, site, or forum to harass or identify people. I mean, this is, this is doxing people. It's an anti-doxing law. This is great stuff. So I love this bill. I think that Florida is on the right track, and hopefully other states will look at this well, look at this as well as a means of knocking down some of the stupidity that we've seen all throughout 2020 and 2021, actually really going back to 2015 that we've had in the last six years or so. None of this stuff, a lot of this, I should say, a lot of this stuff shouldn't be happening. The, the violence, the intimidation, the property destruction, all that stuff should go away. Nobody's saying not to protest. Nobody's saying if you believe in your in your mind, and your heart, that you know something is wrong and you need to protest, get a permit, go out there, peacefully do it, don't destroy property, don't act like a bunch of criminals, and people will, will be fine with that. Nobody would have a problem with that. Don't riot, don't burn down buildings, don't do any of that stuff. This is just logical common sense, right? So at least Florida is taking the step saying, hey, you can't do any of this stuff. It's all illegal. You want to protest peacefully. Nobody has a problem with any of that. Nobody ever has a problem with speaking your mind and saying, hey, look, we don't like this. We don't like that. Let's talk about it. Okay. But the threat of violence is really dangerous. We're getting into mob rule, the rule of men, not of law. This is a real issue, and I think Florida took a great step forward in this. All right. See you next time for the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.